electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. China has reversed most of the policies that they put in over the previous two to three years, uh, which were really slowing their economy and creating a variety of other issues. Blackstone CEO and co-founder Steve Schwarzman at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. He's talking China and the global economic landscape. The supply chain normalization, which for three years has really been plaguing the global economy, should be normalized relatively quickly. The road ahead and the surge of COVID still underway in China, with the American businessman, billionaire, GOP donor, and longtime China optimist. When one of these waves of a pandemic comes in, we saw this in India. It's basically a three to four month start to finish type of thing. I think we'll have a similar outcome with China. China's leaders, Wall Street's leaders, oh, and we're there too. How the U.S. talks about China and how Schwarzman says China talks about the U.S. Some of the criticism of Uyghurs, other human rights, are they sensitive to that? I think what they typically say is this is an internal issue in our country. We don't comment on the internal issues in your country. I'm CNBC producer Cameron Costa. Squawk Pod reports from Davos Blackstone's Steve Schwarzman begins right now. It's another day of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Can we get more heaters going? It's cold, it's wintry, but it's tradition. For 53 years with a three-year COVID disruption, the world's leaders in government, business, and civil society have convened in the snow in the little alpine town of Davos. Our anchors are there too. The Squawk team sets up shop outside with a view of the hills and of the global elite who've traveled from far and wide to discuss the biggest issues facing our world today. Among those travelers, leaders like Vice Premier Liu He from China, fresh out of the years-long lockdowns at home. Let me begin by thanking Dr. Shuo for inviting me. In 2022, China marked its second slowest economic growth rate in 47 years. The economy only grew 3% last year amid lockdowns. But after pressure from nationwide protesters, the CCP lifted its zero-COVID policy. Since the government abandoned that policy, it reported nearly 60,000 COVID deaths. That's about 60,000 in a month. The country is now, obviously, in the middle of a COVID surge. But economically, there might be a recovery underway. Some analysts say monthly and quarterly data on things like labor and retail sales are promising. Now, 
who better to talk to about all of this than Blackstone CEO and co-founder Steve Schwarzman. He and Blackstone have long been invested in China. The CCP's investment vehicle, even for a number of years, owned a stake in Blackstone. They don't anymore. Schwarzman himself bankrolled a China-based graduate program called the Schwarzman Scholars. It's modeled after Oxford's Rhodes Scholarship and is arguably just as prestigious. As Blackstone's head, Schwarzman has about $880 billion under management, so he's got some influence on Wall Street and beyond. He was a mega-donor for the GOP in 2016 and had a visible, positive relationship with Donald Trump throughout his presidency. In 2017, Schwarzman recruited and organized the original CEO advisory panels that met with the Trump administration. But in late 2022, just a couple months ago, Schwarzman joined a couple of other billionaires in calling for a next-generation Republican candidate this cycle. This interview was recorded on the ground, or roof really, in Davos, Switzerland at the World Economic Forum. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Steve. Great to see you. Blackstone CEO Steve Schwarzman sat down with CNBC Squawk Box anchors Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. And you're such a uh, a knowledgeable uh, source for all things China. You've been operating there for so long. See, so we 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 want to get back and talk about uh, the United States as well. But we are at the World Economic Forum, so uh, so let's talk about that. Is it possible that they get all the way back this year, or are they going to have to deal with the continuing uh, effects of a pandemic in a population that's that's largely uh, not either immune or vaccinated. Well, I, I think Joe that you know a lot of changes going on in China. First of all, when when one of these waves uh, of a pandemic comes in, uh, we saw this in India. It's basically a three to four month start to finish uh, type of thing, uh, and so that would have. I think we'll have a similar outcome. Uh, with China. So they could do it this year then. They could be back to, to full strength in 2023. Certainly by the end of the year, probably in the fourth quarter. Uh, what you're seeing, which some of us expected, is after the party congress in October, uh, China has reversed most of the policies that they put in over the previous two to three years. Uh, which were really slowing their economy and creating a variety of other issues. Uh, the, the Chinese are infinitely practical. Uh, this wasn't working out well, uh, and so they're changing it. Uh, I just met with somebody right before um, I was coming on uh, who was just in China talking about some other reforms uh, that people don't know about yet. The, his company's been advised about. And so these kinds of what are the very vigorous uh, lurches from not, one not side social. to another. Social this, reforms? This, this is normal. We've been waiting for Godot for the social What kind of reforms, reforms are we talking about? Yeah. Well, this, this is a secret, Andrew. That's oh. why we want to know. I, mean, <laughs> have to, I told you you have I to can't case. spill the beans Was it a tech company? on global television. Right. Okay. Do, do you buy that if... China reopens that it's good for inflation. I could make the case. I could make the case that commodity inflation, it's not going to be good for that if they're world players again in all those markets. But supply chain and other disruptions probably offset that, in your view? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, Joe. Um, the supply chain normalization, uh, which for three years has really been plaguing uh, the global economy, 
should be normalized relatively quickly. And, and that uh, obviously would help. Let's, at the, at the same time, though, you have so many U.S. companies that are trying to diversify their supply chain, the problems that have crept up, their concerns that they'll be able to work with the United States and the Chinese governments. Um, what, what does that mean if we're talking three, four, five years down the road? I, I think, Becky, that it's really hard to take a supply chain out of where it is. It's quite easy to change it on incremental demand. Uh, and I think that's what you'll probably see. Uh, and there'll probably be some period uh, where, where the developed world suppliers, uh, you, takers of goods from China, figure out how it's working. How do you handicap long term, though, what the relationship looks like? And you know, we always talk about, you know, is China going to take Taiwan? What happens if that if that happens? Do U.S. multinational businesses and others say we can't be there? Is, should there be a discount on those businesses? Should there be a premium? Like, how do you how do you see that? Well, I think it starts from first principles, as as you indicated, uh, which is about Taiwan. Uh, I'm not expecting uh, anything to happen on that, you know, for probably around 10 years. 10 years. Why? Well, uh, I think China's got other business. Uh, they've been telling people uh, privately that they're focused on other things, uh, that they've lived with uh, the current situation since 1949. So in 1949, when Taiwan was established, um, the, uh, the current Chinese government basically said, in 100 years, we're going to be reunited. So let's take them at their word on that. We're at this point, the, the fine line they're walking between a, a, an endorsement of, of Putin in Ukraine and, and just coexisting for oil and, and for whatever else. Do you, it, when you speak to people that tell you secrets, do they say, we're not happy about this, but there's not much we can do about it? I, I think there isn't much you can do about it. China's made a decision. Uh, I think that, that decision you know, followed a period of uh, real difficulty uh, with the United States. Uh, I think you'd have to ask them. Uh, they sort of felt they were out of options. Um, you know, and and the, um, the, the negative uh, approach by the United States uh, I had a lot of friends in China said, we, we, we don't know what we can really do to please you. We're, we're sort of done. Uh, and, um, you know, how, how you get to that position, you know, takes a number of people. It takes, it takes policy issues. It takes behavior on both sides. Uh, but I, I think they felt they were out of options. Yeah. So, some of the... the uh the criticism of Uyghurs, other human rights, are they sensitive to that as we head into, you know, it's, it's the 21st, no, it's, yeah, it's the 21st century. I mean, it's 2023. Do you see any softening? Have they ever said, yeah, we're going to deal with, with some of these issues so that Starbucks doesn't feel bad about being here, so that, you know, so that, you know, American companies don't view us with such we judge a lot about what goes on in China. And, I, think and what, what, I think what they typically say is this is an internal issue in our country. We don't comment on the internal issues in your country. You have lots of problems, political divisions, all kinds of 
inequities and other types of things, we don't go to meetings and start talking about that. You think that's a real comparison, Steve? Don't you think that's a false good? They can say that, but that's a false good. We don't have people in, in, in internment camps that are re-educating it. Joe, I'm not defending. No, I know that. But you, uh, don't you, you think know, when I'm, they say I'm that? I'm saying... They, that Iran says that about us, too. Well, so. their, their, their view... Uh, uh, is, is that that's not a productive way to move right. a dialogue ahead. And, and what's been accomplished at the end of that uh, is they've end up as allies of Russia, right. which, which is not, I right. think, where you'd want to end up from a U.S. perspective. Steve, can I just ask you about the markets? We have seen sure. an incredible drop in the markets over the last year. Um, I just wonder, are, are you a net buyer or a net seller of businesses? Because for a long time, there wasn't much for private equity to do because prices were so high. Well, Becky, usually, uh, in my experience, which is getting more and more as I get older, uh, is it takes about a year to a year and a half to reprice assets. What, what happens uh, is... At the beginning, let's make pretend you had something worth 100 uh, and your stock goes down to 70. You keep thinking about 100. Uh, and after about a year and a half, you're used to 70. You don't like it, but you're used to it. And if somebody offers you 80 or 85, uh, that that becomes a relatively good day. So we have a little bit longer to go before people are ready to si right. sell at the you, prices you you're at. You have a while to go before the sellers adjust. And, and the cycle is almost always the same uh, with, with real assets. And are the return prospects in the future the same? And the reason I ask is you guys made this very unusual and unique deal in California very recently where you guaranteed a piece of uh, the return effectively. And I wondered whether that was both investors being skittish or you being very bullish long term. Well, we didn't guarantee uh, anything. We, we basically took a billion dollars of units right. uh, and, and put them available uh, if, if there was a fall short right. in return to somebody else. So Blackstone itself didn't. Right, but but it's a protect it's a protection mechanism for the investor. Well, it's it's a protection mechanism that's somewhat limited. In in other words, you you really have to love this uh, fund uh, B read because what we're subsidizing is like a four percent return. Uh, so so if if that fund earned nothing, then that the investor would get four percent more. They'd get four percent it still would not be what they were expecting. Got so it. for an investor to want to do this, you have to really love what we own. What we own are the best things you can own in real estate, which are warehouses and, and uh, multi-family uh, 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 Real quick before we go, because they're playing music, but people have said when, when you lose Schwartzman, if you're Donald Trump, um, then you're probably not going to be the nominee. We had Eric Cantor on last week that said both of the presumptive nominees have special counsels. And I looked at him and I said, do you, you, you still feel that Donald Trump is, a, is a, the, going to be the nominee in 2024? Do you still, do you think it's going to be a different individual? Well, I, 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 I said what I, I believe, Joe, that it's, new, it's really else. time to, to move on okay. uh, uh, to a new generation uh, of of people running for that office. I mean, we've had, you know, four 
unsuccessful uh, Republican right. uh, elections. 2018, 2020, a special election in Georgia, 2022. Uh, I, 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 I think, you know, the, it's relatively easy to read the, what, the, what the public is yeah. thinking. Okay. And, and I, I, I think, you know, both parties ought to have right. fully competitive uh, uh, candidates. Well, it's coming soon. That so. <laughs> is. Steve Schwartzman, thank you. Thank you. It was great to see you. Thanks, Steve. Wish you could see his pants. Great pants for, for, for Dallas. You, you asked if you could touch his leg. I'm just saying, they're great pants. <laughs> At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Thank you for listening to this special Squawk Pod Reports as we cover the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Abroad or at home, Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Squawk Pod is produced by me, Cameron Costa, Katie Kramer, and Caroline Rahotis. John Lazration is our editor. Have a great day. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.